Knock, Ugh. knock. Everybody decent? Oh, my God. Once again, Ray, saying knock, knock is, is not the same thing as actually knocking. I'm just making breakfast, and I wanted to know if I should make extra for you, too. No, I think yes. we're good. <laughs> Great. Door open or closed? Closed. When an influential travel vlogger comes to the motel, Alexis and Johnny plant Stevie as a fake guest to talk up the motel for a better review. Patrick starts looking for a new apartment after Ray intrudes on his privacy with David one too many times. And Jocelyn feels left out of the Jazza Gals now that she's home with baby Roland Jr. Welcome back to Shitlist as we dive into Season 5, Episode 3, The Plant. Well, hello, hello, everybody. And we are back for Episode 3 of Season 5. Welcome. Welcome back. Trace. Episode Trace, Stephanie. Episode Trace. Our Spanish a- is so good. <laughs> Uh, mine is very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> you did it's been a couple of fun episodes. Tonight is no different. I think this yeah. is another little fun one for the books. This was one because I did my rewatch when I took my notes. This was one that like in theory I felt like was maybe kind of a toss away episode. But then mm. watching it, I did actually enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Um, I don't feel that way at all about this one because it starts off something really important. It does. So. Oh, it it actually s- kind of sets up a couple things. A couple of big things. I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, the one I was just thinking of was the CV storyline. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm sure more. You were thinking of David, the David Patrick. And Patrick so. But yeah. yeah, I think I was not giving it the credit it deserved before I watched yeah. it, and I'm like, no, this is actually a pretty fun yeah, episode. Yeah, it was good. So I, I always say this, like when I'm doing my last watch back, Joe's with me, and he's always laughing so hard. And I yes. say, we've seen this a thousand times. I mean, I have. There's <laughs> one line seen that it a few also. <laughs> Uh, I will say Susha and I watch this together. He, I don't know that he enjoys watching with me that much because I'm pausing every right. five seconds. Stop and write things down or whatever. The line that comes up tonight about like $40 for a wedding dress really made him laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So we will get to that. But Katie, how has this past week been? We had some social uh, media polls. I have so, yeah, we have polls and I have so much news. First and of utmost importance, by the time this is released, it will be belated, but happy birthday to Mama P. That needs to be celebrated. Yay! It is her birthday today as we're recording. Today as we're recording. So by the time this comes out, it'll be belated, but happy belated birthday, Mama P. Patty, I saw that on Facebook, so I wanted to say hello. And did you know she has a birthday just one day after Karen Robinson, who plays Ronnie? Her birthday was yesterday. That's awesome. Um, Wednesday the first, right? Yeah. So we have Wednesday the first, Karen Robinson. We have Thursday the second, okay. Mama P. We have yeah. Friday the third, Joe Fossil. <gasps> That's also my Joe's nephew's birthday. birthday tomorrow. That's right. We yeah. talked about it. And and my grandma Sweeney. May she rest in peace. Wow. She and Joe this shared is a birthday. birthday week. Yes. All our so. favorite people. Well, that's awesome. Happy Lots birthday of good to Joe Yeah. Uh, you and I were talking and we've both caught up on two episodes of Eugene's show, The Reluctant Traveler. Yes. What'd I'm you, curious. What did you think? So I've got mixed thoughts at this point. Again, I'm two episodes in. So the first episode, I think there's eight episodes total if I... Yeah, I think you're right. About eight yep. episodes. I thought they were going to be released weekly, but they're all available. Oh, now. You, you can, can just, just watch the whole them thing. all right now. Yep. Um, so we've watched the first one, which he's in Finland for mm-hmm. um, up near the Arctic Circle. And then the second one, he's in Costa Rica. And I will say after the first one. So I mentioned last week when like we talked about 
he explained in some of these interviews how the show was pitched as originally him like reviewing luxury hotels. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a component still because the places he's yeah. staying are definitely like really bougie, high end, high end places. And as someone personally who loves to travel, and maybe I'm not the most adventuresome, but like the idea of traveling really excites me. I was a little off put at the beginning of this kind of shtick of him being really annoyed with travel in these really beautiful hotels and complaining about not getting sleep. And I'm like, Eugene, enough. You're getting paid to do this. You're getting paid (laughs) to do this. And also, you're so lucky. So there was a little bit of that feeling in the first two episodes because everything kind of felt up front. It felt a little bougie. And I was sort of wishing that it would be more of a cultural immersive experience. Oh, yes. And I feel like a few things. I feel like the Costa Rica episode got better in that respect than the Finland episode did. Okay. Like they had him try some things, but I wanted him to like really meet local people and get to appreciate the The culture culture on their level and not just in his five star On the Moira Rose level. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would say I probably agree with you. And I do think it's a cute show. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it all. It's oh, cute. Same, I'm interested same. in travel yeah. and I like Eugene, but mm-hmm. I think they're just playing on that. I hate to travel quirk a little bit too yeah. much. Like, so I hope that evolves and it's, it's not the same setup with every episode. Um, it was um, interesting. The first episode in Finland. So I have not been to Finland other than to transfer in the airport. But literally the biggest thing I noticed immediately was all of the airport gift shops had reindeer meat items for sale. <laughs> it's a huge <laughs> delicacy. So in that episode, mm-hmm. not to spoil anything, he has to try reindeer because that's a yeah. common food there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I remember seeing reindeer pate and reindeer jerky and all this stuff at the airport shop. So that was yeah. kind of fun. He also but that's I, the only place we went was the airport. <laughs> I enjoyed in the Costa Rica episode, he has a kind of a therapy attempts to have a therapeutic experience in oh, the forest therapy where the forest <laughs> is his therapist and he he kind of he gave it a shot but he was also like it's not for me but i just thought I it was, was a very i would have very relatable to me was it okay i would have yes. fully you would have you would have had an experience yes. yes i could see you I, being like eugene like i would okay. be like yeah this isn't doing anything for me yeah <laughs> I was definitely relating to him mm-hmm. at that point. So it's cute. I will it keep is. watching it. I'm excited so. to keep watching. The music is kind of fun. Like the scoring is fun. The cinematography is very oh, like. Yeah. All the scenery uh, is great. Beautiful drone mm-hmm. shots. And yeah. Very yeah, and pretty. The northern lights in Finland. Ugh, I want to see them so bad. Um, mm-hmm. We have been treated, not us personally, but a lot of people I know have seen them in Michigan just in the last week I've or so. I've heard that. Oh, that's the, recently. Up by the Thom even. Yeah. Yep. So. I don't think I've ever seen the North not movies. here in the metropolis of Grand Rapids where we have all the light. But <laughs> anyway. so yeah, it's I would definitely recommend again. It's on Apple TV. Apple TV, yes. Um, if it's you're cute. you're curious, it's, it's cute. It's fun. I'm not. Yeah. We're not hating on it. We're just giving no. our honest opinions. That's all. Yeah. Um, something I forgot to mention last week. I had it in my notes last week. Did you see that David West Reed, who writes a lot of episodes for the show, uh, wrote a Broadway production called Anne Juliet? Did he write that? So, yes, he is one of the I don't know if he's the only writer or one of the writers on the show. I didn't do a ton of research about it. But the reason I saw is because Eugene and Sarah were both posting that they had gone to see the show. I think uh, Sarah said it was her second time and Eugene's first or vice versa. But they're out supporting their fellow writers. So I did 
do a little research about what it's about. It's if if Romeo and Juliet had not died, I believe, or had not played Ooh. into the whole love suicide thing. So okay, kind of a fun little tidbit. Very um, funny. Yeah, I've seen that, that not just through like Dan's social media, but I've seen um, references to and yeah. it's called Anne Juliet, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in a couple places, might be our next New York trip. Uh, it might have show, to be. Right? Yeah. Um, cool. And then Dan Levy shared today. We talked a while ago how they were doing a movie version of the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney. Uh-huh. The little trailer came out for that. Uh, I didn't see him in it, but he did share the trailer and just said, oh, okay. happy to be a, a little part in this movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of big names in that movie. Owen Wilson, I think, was one of them. Danny DeVito, I saw in the trailer. Um, who's that? Gosh, I can't remember the lead lady's name. She was in that movie, Seven Pounds. What the freak is her name? Oh, Rosario Dawson. Yes, Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto. She's in, she's in Seven Pounds, right? Am yeah. I mm-hmm. okay? All right. Winona Ryder, Dan Levy, yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, there's some good cute. people in here. It looks cute though, like a little spooky Halloween kids yeah. type movie. Dan's so, role does not have a uh, a couple a, people a, don't a, have a like a, a character name assigned to them yet. So maybe it just hasn't been disclosed. Mm, okay. So yeah, that I saw that post today. And then like you said, we had um some poll results. And yes. I screenshotted those so that we could <laughs> make sure to access them. Uh you asked just most recently, had anybody been a victim of a crime or some kind of burglary? Mm-hmm. And we did get two sort oh, of did. responses. Okay. Yeah. Uh Fugitive Sound on Instagram said her and sister encountered a burglar climbing in the window three times in her first 20 years of life. That's a lot. A lot of burglaries. Do you think it was Johnny? (laughs) He likes to (laughs) climb through windows. True. He's breaking into cabins like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, Ethan, our good fan, Ethan, who won our book, said when he was little, someone tried to break into their house. So that's kind of wild. Spooky. Uh, I have not. You have not either, right? We didn't Mm -mm. talk about that. And then you said, did people, uh, you asked if people kept any memorabilia from past relationships. Uh, Somebody wrote in jewelry, which I think is probably pretty common. And then Aaliyah, my friend Aaliyah had a good answer. I liked her answer. Mixtapes. Mixtapes. that used to be a thing. Yes. In fact, my younger brother, CDs, right? Yeah. CDs. Same thing. You would still call it a mixtape. Yeah. Um, That's how we found out my brother, Greg, was dating his now wife claire he's kind of, uh this or is my no, younger Bree, brother sorry Bree. um Bree. he kind of kept it hush hush but then i was riding in his truck we were going on like a family vacation and i saw like a mixed cd and it's a little jewel case with handwriting that was way too nice to be hit oh that's amazing. and i'm like nobody makes a mixtape for themselves I can you would only definitely... listen to a mixtape if someone you cared about made it for you. Yeah, hundred so. percent, honey pee. I can think. I can most definitely think of them. Like I've made Joe make CDs uh-huh. for like when I went away for the summer, when I went home for a summer in college, or when I moved to New York. I can think of maybe a couple songs that might have been on one, like "Amazed" by Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I feel like there was an Our Lady Peace song on there at one time, but I might even have some in our bin of like photos and memories and discs uh, i should check it out nice. but mixtapes is great kids these yeah. days just don't know what do we do make playlists for our loved ones i guess now? you can share a playlist kids these days I have no idea yeah and then what was the other question oh do you think the <laughs> robber was patrick or somebody we know absolutely not got the highest <laughs> vote on that i love that couple people said maybe 
someone else we know. Yeah. I oh, think. and you just you also did a poll about did you do you keep anything just in general, yes or no, mm-hmm. from past relationships? And yes, got the overwhelming answer on that. Okay. I did like the absolutely not answer on the Petra question because that's how I feel. I was like, if we're going to cater to this conspiracy mm-hmm. theory that it was Patrick. I, I love that you tagged it as a conspiracy theory, too. That was my favorite. <laughs> we have to make it clear where we stand. We do not endorse mm-hmm. this conspiracy yep, whatsoever. So. Well, Katie, that's should we it. go that's ahead and dive the, in? All the news that's fit to print. So I think I'm ready to get into this episode. All You're right. taking the reins tonight. Tonight, things get a little hoity-toity at the motel as... Uh, our staff is trying to impress someone who maybe can put in a good word for for potential future. Yes, and we meet Roland. And we meet Roland, <laughs> as he will be referred to for this entire episode. I'm going to do my best to say Roland as much Roland. as I can. Roland. All right, so let's dive in again. This is season five, episode three. The Plant is the official name of the episode. And we start with a cold open. Alexis comes, or she's already in the motel, I should say. We cut to the motel. They're in her room, in her makeshift office, as it's now becoming, aka her desk in the corner. Roland, so boldly, is laying on her bed with his shoes on. And I noticed that. I thought, how is she allowing this? Although we know she is messier compared to David. To David, for sure. still bold but Roland, i was i was very PLS. surprised at that also yes i don't want Roland laying on my pillow no 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 no. so she's telling them and by them i mean the team which is johnny stevie and now Roland, that they are going to be hosting a most v vp v vip how does she say it v vip yeah guest. v vip very very important guest. a v vip guest and even though most vips would not be caught at a motel like this they're lucky mm-hmm. enough to have amir kaplan who is a travel blogger is going to be coming and staying and presumably writing a review about cool. the motel and she's even done her homework. She's got a bunch of printouts. You can see if you look closely, it says The Road Less Traveled, which we find out is his blog. So I guess yep. she's printed out a bunch of different articles he's read, done her research a bit. So good for her on that. Yeah. She's trying to pass them out to people, um, insists that they need to make him feel at home when he comes. And Roland suggests, well, if we want to make him feel at home, just invite him over for dinner. Jocelyn's making pot roast. He would just need to bring, you know, a couple sides, a bottle of wine, something nice for the uh, house. The Nothing last cheap. time someone came to dinner, they ended up in a coma. They died shortly thereafter, I think. He just in a coma. We don't know he died. Oh, you're right. Sure. You're right. But still. Andy. Fat Andy. Also, I was a little... Pr- <laughs> it was a little... <laughs> hey, now, Katie. We, I was a little impressed. You uh, that it wasn't a cheese forward dish, unless she's bold <laughs> enough to put cheese You're in pot right. roast, which or maybe the sides, like cheese. Maybe the cheese needs, something. yeah, the cheese needs to come in the sides. Yeah. So yes, his blog is called The Road Less Traveled. He writes about all the best eats, stays, and attractions off the beaten path, which is honestly something that I would enjoy reading. Read. I'm not yeah, super, like for sure. I'm not super devoted to like specific blogs, but if I'm looking up for ideas for like a specific trip i yeah. will dive and try to find Consult. different articles or it's really more like youtube videos honestly i feel like those are more interactive to find mm-hmm. out about like we're going to be taking a train ride through um from dc to new york and from new york to boston for spring break in a few weeks and we've watched a couple different videos of people reviewing the train ride and the route and everything 
And in some ways, like maybe it spoils it a little bit, but it also gets us more excited and just feel right. like we, we know or what it gives you into. ideas of what to look for, for and sure. find along the way. So I do appreciate this kind of, um, you know, vlogger, blogger, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it for travel. Johnny suggests that to make sure they get a review, a good review, maybe they can tilt the scale a little bit by hiring some actors to be plants. So they used to do it all the time for Rose video and Roland. Oh, Rose video. Okay, Johnny. He checks out of the conversation. (laughs) Anytime he hears Rose video, he's Mm -hmm. out. And Alexis even says, well, I was a plant once uh, to talk up heart blaster energy drink at a third eye blind concert. Do you know any Third Eye Blind songs? Yes. I just about was to break into song and now I've lost my train of, I want something else to get me through this semi-charm kind of life, baby. Yeah, this was my heyday stuff. That that reminds me of like semi-charm kind of life. Early high school. was the album name. Yeah. I mean, it was early high school for me, so I feel like it was junior high for you. Well, it was probably a trickled out effect for me. Uh, um, semi-charm life that's the only one that comes to mind <laughs> chime well, in if you guys know any other third eye blind songs. she was at a concert uh talking up heart blaster energy drink yeah and stevie chimes in and makes a good point they don't really have a lot of money to be hiring actors but roland says well i'm willing to lie about <laughs> how great actors? this motel is i love how blunt he is i'll lie yeah. i'll say that this is great alexis is like no i think we should have stevie be the plant she's always got like such specific vision for she how already, Stevie she is already gonna, has this in mind same yeah. thing with the photo the shoot exactly yeah. and again she has to insult her in the process saying it looks like she just wandered off the road she's perfect <laughs> thanks <laughs> but I will say given the choice of who they have in this group that's the best they option. made the right choice yeah her wording uh, could have been a little option. more delicate but they did make the right choice yeah if it's going to be believable and she says, you know, Johnny can be the manager, goes to high five him. And he hates when she calls him Johnny. And he also reminds her, I am the manager. And she's like, well, then Which, get into character then. When did we get this official title? We've talked about this a lot, how he just kind of took over this place. I know. But also later this episode, Stevie said she works at the motel. I'm like, girl, you own the you motel. Own, you are the motel. <laughs> you are the motel. So, yeah, Johnny's getting a little big for his boots. We still don't know the details if they... Hopefully they sign some agreement, partnership agreement. Mm. Has he invested? Does he have anything to invest? Does he has he invested? Maybe those cufflinks. It's hard to say. So that's where we start with the cold open. We're actually going to jump over to see what Moira's up to. She's got a slightly shorter storyline in this episode. Okay. So I think we'll start there. First time we see Moira is at the cafe. She's in a booth with Ronnie telling her another story about Bosnia. Bosnia. I assume that they were maybe on lunch break from town hall, from council. Yeah. Um, That made sense to me, like why Ronnie would agree to go out (laughs) for lunch with Moira. With Moira. They were already there together. Um, She's going off about this story, translating or imitating one of the Bosnian people she met who said, you eat, you expire pleasured, which... <laughs> it's like, what is so that supposed to translate? And Ronnie is not amused. She repeats herself again, and Ronnie's just giving her this blank stare. Enough already. Enough. Twyla comes over and refers, Twyla even refers to the fact that they've been t- uh, hearing lots of Bosnia stories since she came back last week. Oh, and... what are you talking about? Another story about Bosnia? <laughs> and Ronnie, yep, she never seems to run out of them. 
And I can uh, I can relate. I feel like I have told a lot of stories about Spain, even on yeah. this podcast. Well, we kind of sometimes we recycle stories, but like we don't get to see each other every day anymore. We yeah. have to. The well isn't as deep as we'd like it to be sometimes. But Moira also loves to talk about herself. Oh, yes. So. Of course. This is all uh, she's got going for her at this time. Because next thing she asks is if Twyla can have the chef whip her up a kifla. Katie, do you know what a kifla is? I looked this up. I was me interested. It is, Go ahead. Tell me what a, it is. It's got a couple <laughs> names or pronunciations that I saw. Uh, a kifli, a kiflis, a kifli, kifl, kipferl. Apologies to Bosnia. Um, <laughs> it is a traditional yeast bread roll that is rolled and formed into a crescent before baking. It looks very similar to a croissant, except not as many like uh, it's not quite as delicate at the ends it looks kind of like yeah. a curved hot not as flaky one. right not as flaky right maybe yeah you think? um maybe not as many like laminated layers as they say okay but, um, um true to fashion i have a spain story about a bread dessert this because this sounds delicious mm-hmm. like i love all things bread Same. one of my favorite things that we had in spain if my friend kelly is listening she's gonna know this for a fact but i'm about to say was it was called Boyo de Mantequillo. It was literally a bun with bread with a bun with butter. <laughs> like, but it was whipped sweet butter with sprinkled sugar on top of it. And I don't know what they put in this butter and bread. It was the most basic thing I've ever had in my life. I could have eaten 25 of those things. We went to a special place that had the best one. And I will attest, we've had we had a few, and that was the best one. Nice. So this kifla thing kind of reminds me of that because it looks on the pictures I'm seeing, it looks very basic, like Mm -hmm. rolled up bread croissant. One of did you see the one of the things I saw said in the U.S. when they make kifla? It's a kind of a Christmas pastry filled with walnuts. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I wondered if there were different flavors. Yeah, one variation of it. So okay. Anybody want to send us a kifla to eat? Because I'm hungry now. (laughs) Or maybe we need to find a recipe we can try to make them. But yeast, yeah, that takes work. Um, oh yeah, science, <laughs> so maybe, science, maybe science not. too. <laughs> so we're interrupted by Jocelyn, who scoots in in a very like rushed, you know, state with baby in tow, a cat sweater that would be my ideal mm. wardrobe when I was in third mm. grade. Also, like printed leggings, like that is classic eight-year-old Stephanie right there. So she comes in out of breath, says, "Oh, I see you've ordered without me, even though I was seven minutes late." But she, she can't come in. She was coming, but she can't actually stay or make it to rehearsal because Roland was supposed to watch baby Roland, but is now tied up at the motel, which we know is because of this guest this credit who's coming. So Ronnie and Twyla are like, oh, no worries about rehearsal. But she mentions that they need to really rehearse the Nine Inch Nails melody for their performance at Yarn for Cheap. Katie, are you familiar with Nine Inch Nails? I'm not. My husband probably is. Okay. That tracks. I know. I well, do know the song that they end up. I had to later. Google the. I actually yeah. watched it on YouTube. It's not for me. Um, <laughs> and a lot of like, that's an understatement, but that's, I was, that's a, I couldn't tell you anything about the band until I watched that video. And still, I, I don't have a big impression, but I knew I, basically who they were and that it wasn't my taste. Popular in the nineties, so. early two thousands, yep. I'm guessing. For sure. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, they've it's got a Joe this... Fossil band for sure. Gotcha. They've got this performance coming up at Yarn for Cheap. And Moira offers to st- uh, step in for Jocelyn and spearhead this effort. 
goes on about her close collaboration with the Crows director, again, bringing up Bosnia, how she feels like she can really interpret. Let me relate this to Bosnia. Yes, interpret the, <laughs> the fluctuations of the human condition. And Jocelyn is, you can tell, she's feeling pushed out by Moira, Moira's willingness to take over. And she goes on to say that, you know, even if you miss a performance, Jocelyn, don't worry, there will be others. And Twyla kind of trying to be helpful, but she gets the brunt of Jocelyn's yep. aggression here because Twyla's like, and don't worry, I already know your solo by heart if needed. It really gets under her skin. She says she sings it quietly each time Jocelyn does. And Jocelyn, uh, I know, and it's not that quiet. Like it's she just shuts snuffs her out, snuffs, snuffs out Twyla's joy. <laughs> and right in that moment, baby Roland starts to cry. And Moira says under her breath, no rest for the wicked, which I have not <laughs> noticed until I just I watched just it this that. last time. Uh, and Jocelyn says, you know, these days it's either the baby crying or her crying. And she kind of awkwardly laughs. And Joe laughed so hard at that. <laughs> he says it's either the baby crying or me. He like cracked right up. I'm like, why is that so funny? <laughs> that would have been your so life true. if you had kids. Yeah. So there's this awkward laugh kind of from everybody as she rolls away, fumbling to get the door. Nobody's helping her. She crashes the stroller into customers. <laughs> and Moira's just sitting, eating her fruit cup, shaking her head as Jocelyn just struggles her way through life and out of this cafe. Even even as a young mother, Moira never had this trial, no. these trials, you know? Can't relate. Moira she can't had relate Ad at Adelina, you know, yes. um, take care of the kids. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't she teach them Spanish, I think? Maybe. <laughs> she probably taught them everything in life. Cut to the uh, town hall rehearsal. They're kind of just wrapping up. We do see a toothless Ray Brutani out on the front bench. It's always nice real to see deal, our buddy Ray. We're going to see the real Ray in uh, just a little bit yeah, later tonight. Yeah, he shows up in this episode. I love it. So cut to rehearsal. Everyone's cheering and applauding. Apparently it's going really well. Moira's finishing, leading the group through a number. And uh, this is a joke where I feel like you have to know Nine Inch Nails and why I, I had to research because uh, Moira tells Ronnie... And more, Arani, the line has been changed to, I want to kiss you like an animal. So I'm like, okay, I have to go see what was the original lyric. I knew it was see, probably I did something know that, dirty. I did know enough to, to know that. Yes. What's the real song called, Katie? I I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I don't have problems saying I that word. To, I had out. to confirm that I was over 18 to watch this YouTube video of this song. Of course. Um. It's like rager music, though. For right? sure. That's why, that's why it's right up Joe's like screaming loud. Can you even qualify it as music? Sorry, mm. no hate to anybody who likes that. That's just not our cup of tea. Yeah. Ronnie says, oh, I'll remember the lyric switch on the day of the performance. But I'm just kind of hoping Does that it? she forgets at Yarn for Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Wait, tell me the name of the Yarn for Sheep, you said? Cheap. Cheap. Yarn for Cheap. I didn't catch that at all. Mm-hmm. But now so you like have mentioned it many store. times. Okay, yeah. it's like a interesting. Yeah, it does. So, smell, it does sound like a Shit's Creek type event. <laughs> this change in lyrics reminds me a lot of. So my niece, I went to one of her talent shows. I think she was in maybe kindergarten, and it's so funny how they have to. They make all the kids kids Spotify their song oh, choices. Yeah, they, if there's any reference to any sort of raunchy, naughty behavior. They have to gotta be changed. water down the lyric. Yeah. And I can't remember what song there was a kid who was singing and kind of dancing and they 
it might have been like a Maroon 5 song or something and they made him change the word and it just made us all laugh in the audience because we all knew what the words were supposed to be but they made him change it okay this because you brought this up I pulled up there is a kids you know what WAP is the WAP song from um, yes who sings it so I recently heard that there was a kids bop version of this WAP song. Which how, do how? Even, how do they how even, do you kids even make it? That? What does WAP stand for in the kids in the kids version? But it's WAT. So here, here's a few lyrics oh from God. this. I just googled. Okay. There's some doors in this house. There's some doors in this house. There's some doors in this house. Do you know the song? Yes. <laughs> I said certified beat seven days a week. Water bottle make the pullout game weak. Oh, that's so that's kind of spicy. <laughs> oh uh, and then it's all about what W A T water bottle. What what what? Which is freaking wild. Like, that why is, do we even can we not? Ha- can we here, just here hollow it, swallow it, drip down the side of it? It's a water bottle, and I know you're really wanting it. <laughs> Swallow it, swallow it, dripped on the side of it. It's a water bottle and I know you really want it. Oh, yeah. This is the kids version. You know what I just remembered? What? So that's insane. First of all, 100% insane. I feel bad for any kids, Bob kids who had to why sing do that we, song. Why do, why do we need kids versions of songs like this? Why can't because you they hear it on the radio. It's not appropriate. I know. You got to you gotta make it weird. I do now remember that kind of gave me a <sighs> flashback to this talent show. I couldn't think of the song. So my niece had her class did a performance to Love Shack. Do you remember the oh, song from the 90s? Yeah. Love Shack. And there's a line that is like glitter on the mattress. And their teacher decided to like let them leave that in. And there was like another reference to glitter like on it's the a love. Mattress. I think it was glitter on the highway. Glitter, glitter on, on the highway. Yeah. Glitter on the front pole. And these six-year-olds are just dabbing for three minutes during the song. It was hilarious. Love Shock is a wedding favorite. I could see so that. It's, it's a dance-off classic. So, yeah, I'm just picturing anyway. Sweet Sweet Twyla, Raunchy Gwen, and Ronnie singing. I want to f*** like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> so Moira tells them all, scour your closets for black leather. Leather is also acceptable because that's very much the look of this nine inch right up band, from what I could tell. So as they're packing it up, Jocelyn rushes in out of breath. She got a sitter after all. But Moira tells her, oh, Jocelyn, the rehearsal is over. But apparently she's here on time. But she didn't know they decided to start an hour early because Ronnie had a massage. And, and Jocelyn was- couldn't come anyway, apparently. But still, don't you think this is rude? She Sorry. she could have. She's like, I ran all over town trying to find a sitter. She pulled a number off of a telephone pole, for God's sake. Doesn't even know the girl's last name. Technically, she's a pet sitter, but she said she'd make an exception. And she's so frustrated that they were willing to adjust for Ronnie. And it was even better for Twyla. But the fact but that she cared for her, a new mom, nobody cared to work around her schedule or be flexible for her. And that really just hurt set her off and hurt. Exactly. This, um, yeah, well, she's like the self-proclaimed leader of the Jazzigals, so it should hurt because everybody's yeah. like leaving her out. This mm-hmm. scene gives me one of my favorite Moira words that I actually use in that life. Sounds dangersome. Dangersome, yes. <laughs> you do I use, use that it a lot. I use it quite often. Mm-hmm. I love it. You do. 
as Jocelyn becomes unhinged, Twyla's trying to help. And it's like, well, we could start rehearsal over if that would be better. But it's not better. And it's it's you just, didn't think of it in the first place. That's I didn't think point. of it in the first place. Yes. And she just can't help herself. And she spits it out. You're all acting like a bunch of B words. She says B words. She can't actually say bitch, but she calls them B she- words. And then she gasps and storms out. Katie, I've got a funny little babysitter story for you. When I was Ooh. in college, I was on like those babysitter websites where you could get babysitting jobs. Get jobs. And people okay. could also look for childcare. And I had a few random like one-off babysitting jobs here and there. But the weirdest one I had was this very rich couple from Montreal was visiting friends that they had in the city. And these were like rich friends who lived in a high rise in the river north area of Chicago. Right. Very nice. The lady called me on the phone after she sent me we kind of message back and forth on the platform. And then she called me just to make sure she was like comfortable hiring me for the night. And I basically babysat their toddler in their massive luxury RV that was parked Whoa. in a parking lot outside of their friend's condo high rise while they went out to dinner and maybe a sh- concert or something with their friends. So I was babysitting in this really nice RV for this, this Canadian. So couple. they weren't even allowed in the condo or. <laughs> well, Seems their weird. RV was just that nice. They're just, they're just staying in the RV. <laughs> they were just, just staying in the RV wheels. and it was okay. very nice. Yeah. So, um, but it was funny. It was just kind of the weirdest baby. How much does one make at a babysitting gig like that? I'm sure for that, I probably made like maybe 80 bucks for the night, which not bad for so, three or four hours. Since this person um, is a pet sitter that Jocelyn mm. hired, I actually have a pet sitting story that I just oh. acquired this week. So it was yes. good timing. Um, so our friends, Rob and Christina, have this dog that they have adopted. He is a rescue dog and he has severe uh, separation anxiety. He cannot be alone. They they you know, actually chose to not have kids, but now they have this dog and it's literally worse than having kids. And I feel for them because they've just been going through the ringer about, you know, getting people to dog sit. And one person left them hanging, not really hanging high and dry, but she got her own dog and they did a meet and greet and it went okay. But their dog was just too much, too excited for this other dog. So then all of a sudden, boom, they have to find somebody else. So Wednesday, they had found someone on Rover. You know, Rover now is mm-hmm. probably like the service you used for sure. the babysitting thing. Similar thing. You find someone on Rover. And this girl happened to call out Wednesday and she texts me all in a all in tizzy. You don't have a half day today, do you? And so I had to pet sit for, for their nervous uh, dog. Nor their nervous dog. Well, they have two dogs also. It kind of has been working out because before the nervous dog would just go somewhere for the day and the other dog was home alone. Well, now they found this girl that will come to their house on Rover. This girl makes, first of all, she is taking a year off to find herself. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this because I'm sure she's going to know I'm talking about this. <laughs> she is taking a year off from college to find herself. She's 22, just graduated. And this is now her main source of income. So she makes $56 a day. Wow. Um, has requested <laughs> has requested produce and certain groceries to be in the house, which is wild. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, that that's is... one thing if you're caring for children, like cooking their meals that you're also going to eat, I could understand maybe. But for a dog, but for a dog are you eating and, meals with the dog? Well, right. Like if you had to cook lunch for kids, you just automatically get something. That's what you have to eat. Mm-hmm. If you got a real job, they don't give you food. <laughs> like nobody buys me lunch. Right. But anyway, she called me in a tizzy on 
on Wednesday, um, can you watch the dogs in the afternoon? Which I could. I didn't have. I didn't work on Wednesday afternoons. So I went over there and we literally hung out on the couch all day. And I thought, shit, for $56 a day in groceries, <laughs> maybe, I should quit. <laughs> maybe I should quit my job and get over there. Yeah, no so, kidding. So you know, I'm 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 dipping my toes into the dog watching, okay. the pet sitting. Career. Well, if anybody needs a pet watched or a baby last minute, maybe your rate would be Point higher being, for a baby. Though, I'm sure. Oh, I wouldn't do a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the point being, though, is that pet sitters also make a lot of money. So who knows how much Jocelyn paid this girl to True. watch a baby last minute, and she bebe. was desperate. Yeah, bebe. Moira does say bebe at one point in this episode. Mm-hmm. So. so. Jocelyn, in a rage, storms out and we see Moira kind of make a look at the other Jazzy girls. Jazzy gals like, okay, I'll handle this. <laughs> girls. Jazzy girls. So she presumably, we don't see it, but she presumably goes up and goes after Jocelyn and brings her back in, asks the gals to welcome her back into the circle. Twyla taking a literally, oh, should we stand in a literal circle? Jocelyn wants to state her piece, though. And she finally says what's probably been pent up for the last eight or nine months, however long it's been, that it's been really hard since she had a baby. Moira is like cueing her on like she's really taking this directorial role too seriously. Be louder. Be forceful. Be this. This is not the crows have eyes. This is not Bosnia, Moira. She says that, you know, just because I don't ask for help doesn't mean I don't need it. And it sort of turns into a roast. She's roasting Ronnie's bad back, her sciatica, (laughs) which is why she needs all these massages, apparently. Doesn't make any difference. And you also sing too softly. And Twyla, I'm sorry, I'll sing louder. No, Twyla, you're too loud. And Twyla actually starts tearing up at the end of this. She's sad. I do feel bad for Twyla. And then next thing you know, Jocelyn's turning and Moira. Moira's like, okay, I think this is enough. We can stop here for today. But no. And she says what we've all been waiting for someone to say. We are sick and tired of hearing about Bosnia. And everyone else in the room is nodding in affirmation. They agree. Moira cuts her off, though, saying, Mm -hmm. okay, now you're just grasping at straws. But this has been a fruitful exercise, she says. It probably has been a fruitful exercise. I bet you, Jocelyn, feels so good to get that off. Just let some pressure off that valve. You know, I think that's really what she needed. Are you a venter if something like that comes up? I feel like you're not. I I don't like like you would just keep it up. Oh, no, I can't keep things pent up, but it all I need to vent it in the right place to the right person. And sometimes that's my therapist. Sometimes that's just the car ride home. Sometimes it's Mm. Sushant. Sometimes it's directly. I feel like when I at the person, whoever it is. I think for the sake of the fact that I work at a college, like professionalism, you got to like say it in a way that isn't going to get you or the other person in trouble. Right. So you have to be a little more dip- diplomatic, but that doesn't mean when I go home, I'm not mad, like immediately imagining what I would have said if I had full <laughs> carte blanche to just go 100% at him. You know what I mean? I'm, um, I'm a like pretty direct person. You are. Yeah. But I, I, I just think that here's my thing. Like not all conflict, conflict, people shy away from it, but it's not always negative. It's just good no. to like be honest with people. It's, and it's that's, also not good to avoid your problems either. Like, yeah. That's not good either for anybody. Yeah. Wild. So I'm glad good for Jocelyn. I'm glad she I spoke mean, her piece. She had her moment. Hopefully Moira kind of guided her and then got yeah. side blind, blindsided by it. But hopefully at least the other jazz right. gals will be a little bit more conscientious and, and sensitive to what Jocelyn is dealing with in this big life change that she's gone um, through. Stephanie, do you have anything you need to vent to me mm. about right now? Right now, tell me. 
open communication. Too many Katie, Spain stories. I'm really tired about hearing about your in-ground pool with hot water <laughs> and how warm and wonderful it is. Okay, while well, I sit in my backyard, not even pool season. <laughs> while I sit in my backyard with my $35 inflatable pool. First of all, it's not even pool season, bitch. <laughs> but I'm still mad about it from last summer, and I never said anything about it. So here's you my know, chance. you never even got to swim in the pool, even when you and we came summer, over to your house once, and we never even went in it. How cruel is make, that? We're gonna have to make a summer. <laughs> I mean, Mama P has her own pool, so when you're up here, it's like you have a pool. But I've got options. We'll have yeah. to we'll have to try a pool party here this summer. So yeah, unless that's you're, unless you're sick of that shit. <laughs> that's oh, I am never sick of that at this point. That's my beef. I hope we can st- we can get All past right. this, but I, I really think I think we can still truth. be friends. Okay. Anything from you I need to hear? Yeah, I'm mad that you live in a nice Cincinnati <laughs> city where there's like all this cultural opportunity and big restaurants and fun things to do. I mean, Grand Rapids is up there, but not as good as Cincy. So, I'm sick of hearing about all the things you do. <laughs> okay? Fair enough. Fine. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. That's what Ronnie says. That's enough for today. I used to live in a city too, damn it. <laughs> oh, well, Katie, I think this is a good time. We'll take a quick break. We'll throw it to our sponsor. And maybe when we come back, we can make up and be friends again. Great. Good okay. Deal. <laughs> Are you feeling tired of your usual daily grind? Ready to hit the road, get out of Dodge, and see what the back roads of this vast continent have to offer? Well, when you're ready to plan your next road trip, be sure to read up on The Road Less Traveled, the premier travel blog for all things eats, stays, and attractions off the beaten path. You will be delighted to uncover an eclectic and delightful range of local treasures unpacked in each issue with vivid detail by critic Amir Kaplan, who walks the walk, sleeps the sleep, and taste test the subpar coffee so you don't have to. So for your next trip, forget the Statue of Liberty or the Grand Canyon and take a cue from Amir to explore the lesser known pockets of this country. You might just find your new favorite destination, moldy bagels and all. And as a special treat for our listeners, you can sign up for a free one-year subscription to the blog when you use the code FELMINGTON at checkout. All right, we are back. And thank you, Amir Kaplan, and your very popular blog, The Road Less Traveled, for sponsoring this episode. I have been following Amir's blog since way back when Joe and I took our first official road trip the year we got engaged. And it was a highway route one uh, road trip up the coast of California. And one of the most interesting things in that blog was a alley full of gum stuck to the side of the wall. Oh, I believe it was in, um, I don't know, San Luis Obispo, California or okay. something like that. But it was gross and interesting I don't, all at once. I would not want to participate in those sort of like. I did. Jeremy. Oh, you did. I stuck my gum on the wall. Okay. I added to the pile. Did you touch other gum when you stuck your gum? No, I tried not to. Okay, but anyway, that be... found that found that on well, Amir's thanks, blog. Amir. Yeah. Very cool. Also. Also, he might write for the Lonely Planet chain chain of books, <laughs> which is also where I get a lot of my travel insider stuff. <laughs> I've got a couple so. books. There's one called Roadside America that just has like really good off the bean track or path random attractions. Like when we talked about if Moira would have gotten that sculpture garden approved by council, I think that would have gone in a yeah. book like that. You random know, Shit's like, Creek in the middle of nowhere. Sculpture exactly. Garden. Yeah, they missed out. Yeah. So anyways, yes. Thank you, Amir. We're going to move on tonight with David and Patrick. 
So like storyline. Again, this is the first we're seeing David in this episode. We are outside of what we know as Ray Butani's office, which we now discover is also his home. He's pulling a Ted and living in the same building yeah. where he, you know, conducts his businesses. I mean, it makes sense. Why pay oh, double totally. real estate, right? I will say the facade of this house is not very attractive. There is a giant service meter right next to the front door. I don't know if you caught it. Like, I didn't see that. I'm not sure that the door could open fully. It's so big. I did notice all of the, you know, the typical Ray signs, like the list mm-hmm. of uh, activities that go on in that yes. location. <laughs> There's also a front stoop that doesn't really look up to code by me, but that's just my my at a glance judgment. They might be a little more flexible in Canada. <laughs> they might be. Cut to the interior where we suddenly see that Patrick is living or rooming uh, in Ray's house. He's a tenant of Ray's. Not just was this he is... working with Ray, but he was living with Ray. Renting a room. This is quite the revelation. Very. Because we really this, had no idea where Patrick was this living. This is a far stray from Bill Gates, who has a guest bedroom, which is what Stevie <laughs> oh, assumed. Exactly. Remember? This is a far Patrick cry Patrick is from in the guest bedroom. Pat- yes. on you. Patrick is in the guest bedroom. And boy, is it a guest bedroom. It's very. You can tell that he moved in and it was already decorated. I see no personality coming from Patrick mm-hmm. in this room. I was Very flowery. I think my grandma had that same brass metal headboard. Yes, I was going <laughs> to And I was going to say it was a very grandma feel like Ray brought in mm-hmm. his mom's some of his mom's leftover items to decorate this. Room, Maybe right? some cross stitch of home sweet home above the bed. Lots of quilts, <laughs> doilies. We pan over to the other side of the room when Ray finally comes in. And there's actually this very mid-century it's supposed to look tacky but it's actually a very popular item it's this uh like siamese cat duo figurine and i've seen them at antique stores and oh mid-century stuff is so popular that it's super expensive and hard to get so that was actually like a pretty did not catch that one uh pretty pricey wonder if anybody took that home you know people like to take props maybe i would have enjoyed one of those but uh, we see David and Patrick in bed. David is snuggled up, sleeping against Patrick. Patrick's drinking coffee, reading a book. And suddenly, Rumi Ray barges in. Knock, knock, everybody decent, which is the title of our episode. <laughs> yeah. No actual knock, knock, just saying it all in one breath. It startles David and wakes him up, who's got the bedding pulled up to his chin. And my first thought was, are you naked under there? Just like uh, <laughs> naked under there? Just like uh, Roland and Moira at Ramp. But Patrick, who seems used to this at this point, tries to politely point out that saying knock-knock is not the same thing as doing it. And Ray's just here because he wanted to know if they wanted breakfast. He was making some for himself. Patrick says no, but at the same time, David says yes. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, that he'll take Um, some breakfast. Absolutely, yeah. He goes to leave and asks if he should leave the door open or closed. Uh, what do you think, Ray? Closed, please. So David mentions that this has been an ongoing issue. So apparently David's now been sleeping over. because A couple Patrick, times a week, probably. And Patrick can't sleep over at the motel. First of all, it's a twin right. bed and his sister is three feet away. So David mentions like this has been an issue. I let very few people see me before 9 a.m., Spoiler alert, he is wearing his clothes. We see at this point. Yep. Patrick says, actually, the knock-knock has been a bit of an improvement. But David suggests, in a very clever uh, response, well, maybe you need to invest in a lock-lock. Just don't ask <laughs> Joe Johnny left. to install it. Joe left really hard at that, too. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was pretty clever Other- on his part. Otherwise, Ray's going to barge right in. Mm-hmm. Johnny puts that up. 
And then suddenly knock, knock again. Holy fuck, David says under his breath as Ray (laughs) comes back in. He realized they don't have eggs, but they do have pancake mix. So is anybody up for pancakes? Which I found that interesting because when I make pancakes or waffles, the box that I have always calls for eggs, but I did look up. There are some some recipes Just where you can make it without water eggs. or something and like baking soda, oil. Uh, maybe oil instead. Okay. Uh, so I found that kind of surprising. David, even as bothered as he might be about this intrusion, <laughs> still asks for four pancakes. Four, please. <laughs> four, please. <laughs> and then Ray has to make it even more awkward by commenting on how he's seen David walk from the bedroom to the shower. And his, oh. his physique is fine. So don't worry about how much you eat. David literally gasps and looks at Patrick, who is like, uh, we're going to so need a cringe. minute. Cringe. That's very cringy. Open or closed again. What do you closed. think? Closed. Patrick looks at David like, this is not working. I think it's time that we look for an apartment. He does say we. Make a note he of does that. say we. He says we. David is a little surprised by this. It's very early for that kind of what he's interpreting as a proposition But Patrick says it's needed at this point, and he's been thinking about it for a while. Ray has to barge in one last time. There were eggs in the pantry after all, but they've been sitting there for days, not in the fridge. Is anyone feeling lucky? We could give it a shot. You don't need to be lucky, Steph. Well, I was just going to say, my mom raised chickens for a while for eggs. And I mean, this is what she did. I don't know if this is correct, but... If you don't wash the eggs, there's still like a protective coating where they don't need to be refrigerated right away. Well, I'm glad you said that because Dan, Crystal's fiance, is from the UK and that's very uncommon that they keep their eggs in the fridge either. They just maybe they're not the counter. Yeah, maybe they're not washed or whatever. And when we you would, think about it, we would wash them we before get, we use them, but we get them from the chickens. They're not refrigerated then. Right. Mm. So I know price of eggs right now. Oh, my gosh wild you need to take out a loan for some eggs at this point but i just recently bought there were dozen jumbo dozens on sale at meyer last week and i bought two of them every one but one egg has been a double yoker out of that pack whoa twinsies twins That's a hot commodity in this egg market. Wow. I should be auctioning off the second you dozen because I didn't crack that one open. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, eggs, uh, butter is something else. Like mm-hmm. we grew up keeping a stick of butter on the counter and yeah. I do it here. Do you mm-hmm. do that? I recently got a butter dish because sometimes you need softened yeah. butter. And so it's just I'll put it in the fridge soft. sometimes, but also leave it out. But it's covered like bugs aren't getting yeah. in it. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. I've, I mean, I've been mm-hmm. doing it my whole life. I'm still alive. Cheat. Yeah. Uh, this is not like the same idea, but it's another hotly contested thing. Cheese, when it gets mold on it, Look. you cut it off oh. and you cut it off and eat it. I I can't. Mold <laughs> comes up later in this episode. If mold is close to anything, I will throw away cooking so, equipment if it gets moldy. If it gets old. So if you have a block of cheese that's all wrapped up in the package and you just cut the one open one end open to slice some off and you wrapped it up and just that end got mold off of it, there's like six inches of cheese that's still usable if you cut that end off. You would not eat that. I don't like this is why I have a hard time with Brie because it has that moldy coating. Some people eat the mold. Mm, yeah. I yeah. can't. Or like blue cheese and gorgonzola. Those are literally our mold. Yeah. I don't go for <laughs> that. That is ones. part of the cheese. I don't like yeah. those either, but Mm-mm. interesting. Yeah. Glad we got all this dairy talk out of the way. Same. 
Uh, David says he'll still go for the pancakes. He's not feeling uh, lucky with these eggs. Ray says, perfect. And then he leaves without closing the door for like the umpteenth time. Mm -hmm. So next we see David. He's back at the motel. He's in his room. Alexis suddenly mentioning this news. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Alexis comes in and says, we've got a VVIP at the motel. Your vibe is a bit intense. So could you please stay at Patrick's for the night? (laughs) David, uh, if anything, I'm a selling point. But Mm. staying at Patrick's is a no-go because we're actually going to go. And he like smirks as he's saying it. We're going to go look for an apartment together. He's so excited. He cannot wait to share this news. (laughs) Alexis, um, did I just let a Q-tip in or did you tell me you're moving in together? She loves to hear like she's ready for the hot goss. Spill the tea. Katie, what was the timeline between when you and Joe like officially started dating not just friends, but dating. And when you cohabitated for the first time, was um, it New York? Long, it was New York. It was it a was long New time York. for us. Okay. Let me think about that. Well, it wasn't that long, I guess. So we started dating in 2008. Nope. Sorry. 2003. We got married in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a big jump. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and he moved in with me to New York which would have been mid-2004. So it was a year and a half. Okay. It was about a year and a half of okay. dating. Sure. Um, which I had did. I had done the math. That's about where David and Patrick are, if you think about it. Because yeah. they started dating on grad night. Jocelyn mm-hmm. showed up pregnant like the mm-hmm. next day or week or whatever. And now baby Roland is eight months old. Yeah. So that's, that's about, about it. about a year and a half. You You're guys right. are faster than the most average oh, yeah. human being. Yeah, we were. But like, also, you're more okay. You're way more settled in your life than yeah. I. Like you have your real job. I was still in college. Right. We've got people. stuff pretty figured out. Yeah. For us, it was between like seven and eight months, so not that long. Yeah. Yeah. And we were looking before that. We knew it was something. I had mm. Elise coming up. He was kind of. We were on close timelines with our mm. previous leases, so. It was definitely something that we could have waited longer, but because of the timeline of our original living situations when we started dating, it did make us think a little bit like I felt very secure in the decision. Yeah. But it was just it will it came up maybe sooner than life, we would have otherwise. When you but, have your life figured out like that shit, it yeah. doesn't need as much thought. Right. No, I like, don't think so. So Crystal and Dan are kind of my barometer of, you know, what young what the kids are doing. these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> And so they had a kind of unusual situation too. So they officially moved in, moved in together probably after two years, almost two years of dating, two years of dating. But because of COVID, they started dating legit right before COVID happened. And her roommate that she was sharing an apartment with moved into her boyfriend's home to be in his circle and crystal had no one in her circle and dan's roommate had his girlfriend in his circle so dan legit moved in just a couple months after they started dating and i feel like that's kind of how i knew oh like this guy must be pretty serious but it was established that once this covid shit was over or back to a semi-normal you're moving back out like they weren't ready they yeah. were they needed a bubble because otherwise you go freaking insane, right? Mm-hmm. Being by yourself oh, yeah. constantly. So they decided this was a great opportunity to like get to know each other. They needed a bubble. Mm-hmm. So he moved in. He did move back out. And then 
about a year and a half later, he moved back in permanently. Now he lived, they live together. Okay. Interesting. So that's a wild way to do it though. When yeah. she did that, I was like, are you sure? But also good guy- for, good for them for like standing their ground and being like, yeah, we're doing this because of a very global. Right. But this is not permanent. Necessity right. And yes. yeah, there's an urgency, but it's not permanent. But and it, and it, it works out, like, and it, it didn't was, compromise the relationship either. So that's great. No, if anything, it made it probably, probably better because they got to better. know each other so much faster. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So it was awesome. an interesting twist on the whole "when do you move in" thing. I very, and then when do you move out, and then when do you move back in, <laughs> and then when do you come back? Because I love yes. you forever. Ah, so cute. And now they're getting married. They are getting very married. cute. Um. David pretends to be coy about all this, but Alexis thinks I love this David. is a big deal. David does admit to feeling a little apprehensive, though. Says, you know, I never really saw myself living with someone. And I'm thinking, um, David, what do you call this current situation you're in right now for years at the motel with your sister and your parents? How is that? I love Alexis's response, though. Well, that makes sense since no one you've ever dated ever expressed an interest in that. It's <laughs> like her sister nitpicking back and David, at David, uh, I'm pretty sure I could think of someone by the, by the end, end of the day. day so he knows she's not wrong i guess yeah for sure alexis gets serious though and is like this could be good for you david smiles like he knows she's right alexis of course turns it back to her though how you know well i'm becoming this major girl boss now so i'll be expanding my home office when you move out and by the I'll way space. can you give me a time frame when is this happening and he um just has this head in his hands with this no I can't this like snarky <laughs> smirk yeah <laughs> it's very eat glass kind of face mm-hmm, if that definitely. helps cut to an apartment building we have not seen before they're looking at unit five David is not impressed yet they're just out in the hallway though there's ruby red carpet in the hall which to me is not appealing just carpet in a communal space in general Bit not much. great dirty dirty it's hard to get all of <laughs> the years of. of, you know, people walking through there out of it. Patrick, though, is trying to be very sentimental, takes in a moment to reflect on when he moved to this town to get a room with and got a room with Ray. He didn't know how long he'd be staying. And now here they are. And that got me thinking, you know, we're Cute. still trying to figure out Patrick's backstory a little bit. We'll we'll learn a lot this season. But mm-hmm. that gives me a little insight to where his headspace was at when he came here, like, was he just trying to get away from something and didn't yeah. really have a plan or an idea of where or when or for how long? So, well, I mean, we do know about Rachel, so maybe it was just yeah, we don't know he had to get away more than that, but he just had to start over somewhere, somewhere, and this is where he ended and, up. And nobody knew he was even gay, so like, no, this was a fresh start for him in so many levels to for him, sure to come to Shit's Creek. So yeah, it's interesting. It's very, it's an interesting very story interesting. for him. Cut to Ray, who is here all along <laughs> off camera to spoil the <laughs> moment, who is sad about losing a roommate, but excited about getting a potential commission. And he That's walks good. them into this unit, a very open concept space. Patrick is very impressed. It's like a standard, uh, I would call it a studio with like a semi-divided it's, sleeping area, kitchen, living area. bathroom, living area. It's all- very reminiscent of our first apartment in New York. Yeah. Like. It wasn't our place wasn't that nice. It was like a basement level apartment, mm-hmm. but sim- so similar vibe where yes. you, if you notice the bedroom space is kind of cut off by curtains. Mm-hmm. The only difference was ours yeah. had a pair of French doors. Like yeah. it's, I remember when Olivia stayed with us, she's one of my younger nieces and 
she literally asked her mom, why is her kitchen in her living room? (laughs) (laughs) It's a very kid thing to say. But yeah, it was like, that's very similar to their place. Not not quite as nice, but I do appreciate the show and the set designers for taking this more realistic approach with how they stage this apartment. Oh, not being like, remember when Alexis thought she was going to move out seasons ago and look at that really nice place that was like $300 a month or something. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this, this uh, other apartment seems more up Patrick and David's alley. If they're going to be moving in together, that nicer apartment where Carl's brother or died, Carl died, Carl died, died. Bob's brother, Carl. (laughs) But I like that they they made it seem not too nice, but not too trashy, but just kind of a a realistic middle ground. Yeah. Patrick is impressed. David is less than sure, though. He thought they were going to be looking at a penthouse, which technically it is on the top floor. (laughs) There's three floors. This is the third floor. It is a one bedroom. Any more beds and you're in trouble, says Ray. (laughs) So that's what he meant by one bedroom. Technically, it's not Mm -hmm. a divided bedroom, but maybe you could put bunk beds in here. That could also be fun. Yep. Patrick is really into this place. He's admiring this, the brick, the fireplace, the layout, the layout. David asks about the closets, which we see a very underwhelming step in closet as Ray refers to it. And I will say living in, I've had apartments in old buildings. My first studio apartment by myself in Chicago had very small closets like this. At least there were two of them, but they were very small. Yeah, We live in an old craftsman style home that has smaller ish closets as well, because people just didn't have as many clothes back then when these houses were built a mm-hmm. hundred years ago. So that's it, a huge, even yeah. like in New York, like it's, I mean, even here, like when we moved into our current house, we took a hit on closet space and I was like, Ugh, but now I transformed the laundry room into my closet. But yeah, it's well, like, there you go. A step in closet. As Literally. In you can step your body in the front of your are, toes. If there are no clothes in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nightmare for David. The look on his face when he looks in that closet is hilarious. His emotions have been so up and down. Like, yeah, the surprise of being asked to, or he thinks being asked to move in, and then the excitement, but the reluctance, and now seeing this place that's underwhelming. Where Patrick's like, it's pretty perfect, don't you think? And David, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> he says reluctantly. <laughs> Patrick it's is pretty. ready to sign this lease. Finds it very homey. David likens it to a prison. But if he's learned anything from house hunters, he knows you need to see all three spaces. You need to see the loft space, which I would call this <laughs> a loft space of the three options. Oh, for Charming sure. English Cottage, which I think is a fun little Easter egg. That's all I'm going to say. And the renovated craftsman before making any major decisions. I never thought of that being an Easter egg. And that's Cute. all I'm going to say. So <laughs> Patrick is kind of sensing some apprehension now for from David. Wait a minute. Before you go any further than that. I love how he compares this to House Hunters. You have surely seen the meme, Stephanie. Oh, Yes. Here's one that I just yes, pulled read up. me a good because <laughs> the memes are my favorite this week on House Hunters. Stay at home, dad, for the guy. Resells eggs online for the mom, for the wife. <laughs> budget Paid these three, days. <laughs> budget three point six nine million. <laughs> <laughs> that but show seriously. is wild like that, right? Isn't it that is. crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Right, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I just no, had to pull for sure. Really quick. We actually know people who their house was for sale 
and it was going to be one of the three houses used for house hunters. Oh, really? An episode. <laughs> oh, no. And they they already know which one they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Because I was going to say that. Especially with any housing market, all those shows, they already decide on the house. you got to have your offer in. <laughs> you have to have your offer in. And you might get it and you might not. And they need to know that before they start production. So they just walk people through similar houses that maybe meet some of their bullet points. Oh, and well, this is a positive. This, this is a is, negative. Yeah. We're really not taking this house. Like, let's get real. It's yeah, it's just for our entertainment. But no, we knew someone who their house was not the one that got picked, but they they had them go through it anyways. Mm. I'm like, they're just going to rip apart your house and not buy it and put it on TV. (laughs) So Ray has one more thing to show them. He's very excited. And David, how are we still on this fucking tour? He drops two (laughs) bombs in this two bombs perfectly placed Mm -hmm. in this episode. I love it. Ray says there's no more door or no door conundrum because the bathroom has, instead of a door, a curtain. And I think that just pushes David over the edge. (laughs) This is just like the bathroom I've told you about at work several times. How it's just like a cubicle curtain in the warehouse. Oh, have I told you that? No, I have to have told you that. There's because they tore down toilet and a sink and the guys wanted to be able to use it. So they put up just a generic cubicle curtain. So there's just this big empty, this not empty full warehouse of product. And then this bathroom that is just a cubicle curtain. And it is so awkward if you go out there and someone is in the cubicle bathroom going tinkle no thank you like no tinkle the guys use it to shit sometimes (laughs) they're wild i'm like this is not acceptable behavior i swear to god we've talked about this and i keep saying i'm gonna take a picture of it i for sure have to make a mental note that is disgusting i need to get you some visual imagery of i am with david i don't approve and no that's not okay need a salad door that is not okay no yes um (laughs) david needs a moment (laughs) ray's like i'll just wait in the bathroom curtain open or curtain Curtain closed closed. (laughs) (laughs) and david pulls patrick aside it's like listen i I don't know if I love this place. And I feel like he finally says what he thinks is going on. I think if we're going to move in together, we should both totally be on board. Mm-hmm. And Patrick then, I think, understands what's happening and understands why David's mood is what it is. And Patrick's like, I totally agree with that. It's just. This and here's funny. where the the floor comes out from under David. because <laughs> The Patrick shoe drops. Was just looking for a place for himself. And David, you can see his mind is processing. I think he's a little startled, confused, he's tasting a metal, embarrassed, insecure. <laughs> Patrick is like, I meant in general, we, but more spe- I should have been more specific. And, you know, he wanted David's input, obviously, because David's going to be there a lot. And I think David could have spiraled, but he does a good job. And I think stepping he back and realizing, OK, this is an easier choice, though. If I don't have to live here, it's cute. It's cute for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good growing moment for David that he was able yep. to process that in a healthy way and not get defensive a, or freaked out or whatever. There's a theme in this whole episode about just being honest with people, being open and honest with people for sure. all three storylines. Um, Definitely. Uh, this is a hot topic in the group. So do you think Patrick was a little misleading at first? Well, yeah, I think, he, well, from yeah. what we saw, he said we. Yeah. 
Like so, some yeah. people get really mad at him. Like, what was David supposed to think? I don't. I don't think David was in the wrong whatsoever. Was just Patrick he was going to live in this place? No. Was Patrick yeah. malicious about it? No. Was he? Should he have been more specific? Yes. Was he kind of dumb about it? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Like you should have sure. known what David was going to think when you mm-hmm. said that. Yeah. But now Patrick knows. Okay, David, you were really thinking about wanting to move in with me. And <gasps> cute. David's like, <laughs> it's just about you know, it's a closet space thing and a timing thing. But maybe I agree. We can negotiate down the line. And good. I think good it's on a them. closet space and timing thing. It's yes. Good. Ray kills the mood, yelling from behind the curtain, which again is not going to block <laughs> any sounds or smells. He says, "I can barely hear your conversation. Are we sure we want the door on the bathroom?" Um, your yes. choice. So Patrick's getting the place. We'll have to tune in and pay attention if they do put yeah, a door we, in. We will see this apartment later for yes. sure. So. Furnished. So, we're, oh my we're God, on to the last storyline. <laughs> we are so long tonight. Two I feel like I keep. Inter- I feel like I keep interrupting with a lot of stories. If y'all need to play this good. at like one point seven five times speed. I totally understand. <laughs> it's okay. We're Some getting, of these are just worth it. Yeah, they are. We're we're to the end though. We're to our at least our to titular storyline. Story yeah, the plant titular titular titular. So if you remember two days ago when we started this episode, we talked about how there was a special <laughs> guest coming uh, to the motel, a VVIP <laughs> critic motel reviewer. <laughs> well, he's arrived, and Johnny and Roland awkwardly greet him in the lobby. Alexis is there as his like es- not escort in a sexual way, but just like escorting him in. She's she cuts off Johnny, who's trying production. to make a greeting, announces Johnny as the manager. And it's like, I'll help you if you need anything from Johnny. Let me know. Introduces Roland as their guest services liaison, which just brightens Roland right up. What a promotion <laughs> in his mind. He clicks his heels and bows, changes the pronunciation to liaison. And my name is actually Roland. And Johnny points. I to- love that you said clicks his heels. <laughs> he does. Like Dorothy. Yeah. Johnny points out their coffee and pastry bar, which we know is less than it's garbage. The coffee at least is garbage. I hope they set that. I, I hope they got an espresso before Amir came in. Right. Like, As he's saying that Alexis is gesturing like she's Vanna White. She's even in like a sequin dress. So it's very fitting. Amir is very cordial, though. He's like, well, that's, you know, that'll be the black mold I had for breakfast at my last motel. I vomit. I literally die in vomit. I don't do mold in any situation. Speak we already know that. Speaking of mold, okay. Speaking we of mold. But it shows that this Amir guy isn't super snooty. Like, clearly he's he re- down to earth. He's, he's down, down to earth. earth. He's a nice guy. He reviews motels. He knows what he signed up for. So Johnny asks Roland to show Mr. Kaplan to his room, continuing with the French fake French accent. <laughs> Formidable, if you would. How you say, voulez-vous with me, please? Voulez-vous coucher avec toi? <laughs> little Moulin Rouge in there. <laughs> Roland escorts him to a deluxe suite, which is not the honeymoon suite. It's just room number mm, four. Four. Room number four. Yep. Stevie, they've already planted her in the adjacent room, who comes out right on schedule, 100% awkward. What? What a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. And they're all ushering him to the room like weirdos. Roland addresses her so as Miss Flemington. <laughs> And that's who she'll have to be the rest of the episode. Felmington. Awkward. Felmington. Sorry, I said Flemington. Felmington. Felmington. And he just comes up with that on the spot. Yeah. Like he could have stopped at Velming and then he added 10 three seconds later. (laughs) (laughs) 
Alexis awkwardly suggests that they leave their guests to continue chatting like it's a meet and greet. It's like that's not Which how is hotels also work. awkward. Very that awkward. sounds terrible to me. He's I gonna would never... think that they're like um that Trish afternoons only Trish is here. Like this oh, is what they're yes. like. You want your guests to mingle? Absolutely not. I do not want to talk to her. Oh, no. what do you think of this hotel? Get when I go to my room and shut the door Stevie kind of awkward and rigid is like I think you'll like it here it's got clean and good service (laughs) Amir is very charming though and she senses that because suddenly they like loosen up and have really great banter he's like yeah this is you know or he says she seems normal yeah good to meet your neighbors you seem better than people I normally meet and she's like, yeah, everyone said that when I was, you know, I was the normal in one prison. in my cell block in women's prison. <laughs> and he's quick right on his feet. Oh, I which prison? It. Maybe, you know, my wife. <laughs> I just I when I was watching this back, I was like, man, I love this scene so much. It's so freaking cute to me to see Stevie in this element, uh, which we don't yes. see. We've never seen her like this, really, no. like flirty like that. No. They have really I, good natural banter. I and I like this Amir it. guy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of continue the joke about his wife. Oh, I don't really have a wife anymore. Oh, she disappeared. <laughs> I'll never stop looking. And <laughs> they just continue this bit before finally, like, he introduces himself. Does she ever say her fr- first name is Stevie? She does. She does, she does say, say Stevie. Stevie. Okay. She comes out right But with it's it. Stevie yeah. Falmington. Uh, Roland comes into the lobby to find Johnny and says their VVIP is still in the room, so maybe he should hold off on the turndown service. Thank God, Roland, for using some common sense. Can you imagine if he came in for walking the in on that? <laughs> Hello. Uh, and this is something new that he's a new precedent he set. He's initiating because he is now guest services manager. Just, or Johnny's like, oh, I thought it was liaison. Oh no, I gave myself a promotion, a la Alexis, basically. Mm. Stevie comes in smartly asking for $40 and Johnny wants to know the intel. She's like, well, I took a nap. I had a beer and now I need $40 because we're going to go out to lunch. And Roland, what are you doing with $40? Buying a wedding dress? That was Sushant's favorite line of the episode. Classy. So classy. Very classy. <laughs> I wonder if Jocelyn's wedding dress was $40. Maybe. My but- wedding dress. Go ahead. Was six hundred and ninety nine dollars plus tax. I remember that because it was at a basic bitch place like David's Bridal. Mm. No offense, I say basic bitch in the nicest form because that's where I got my dress. Yeah, six ninety nine plus tax. If you go to Kleinfeld's, it's like we have nothing. Thirty two thousand dollars and we'll mortgage off the house plus tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Your wedding dress is going to be like homemade, right? Probably. And she doesn't mean that in an insulting way. Like no, I mean that in a, so, in a in a like Stephanie oh, is that talented. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've made plenty of wedding dresses before. Did I tell you I got a dress for the wedding? Oh, yeah. You showed me. Oh, it is going to be in a wedding. Good news, Steph. You don't have, I don't to, have to make a wedding dress. dress for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Stevie's yeah. here. She wants $40 because Amir has asked her out to lunch. She says it's totally fine. She's down to go. But Johnny is starting to feel very uncomfortable, like they're prostituting her out or something for this plan. It does seem like that could be the case. But yeah. Damn, and that shows he's very like. He's a little dad. fatherly and protective, protective of her. Dad. Yep. Yes. Alexis but comes man. in and is like, what is going on here? Roland says, Johnny is forcing Stevie into a very uncomfortable situation <laughs> with a strange man. <laughs> and Alexis is like, okay, I'll tap in. Like, this is her vibe. She's used to this. I can't situation. talk to you, Roland, basically. Yeah. 
Uh, Stevie insists, though, she's fine to go. Can she just have the $50? Oh, I thought it was $40. I also need shampoo, she says. Very Stevie. Smart, savvy businesswoman. Yes. <laughs> Cut to the cafe. They're on their little lunch date. He's talking about his experience in run-ins with body lice from other motel sheets. Very great conversation for lunch, she points out. For sure. She can't believe that he you know, reviews motels. She's kind of getting a little flirtatious. Like, I can't believe you've never met somebody traveling and staying at all these hotels. But he's like, well, the people I meet aren't really like you. And she is feeling confident because she's like listing her her best quality. She's smart, charming, dazzling sense of humor. Again, their banter is really great here. And it's not until he asks her what brought her to town that her story gets a little shaky. She didn't develop a backstory like Moira would. <laughs> Uh, just oh, for driving. sure. Moira would have done her research. She says, I'm just driving to meet to my Florida. sister in Florida. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? We still don't really know where they are, but I imagine they're not very close to Florida. So if I'm envisioning this in, in America, in the United States, I'm thinking like rural Ohio or Pennsylvania, right? Like that's what I think. Or like upstate New York type. Okay. Area. So she would have been coming from way up north. Like that's a drive to Florida. <laughs> Especially if this is a pit stop. So she's come a yeah. long ways and she's so stopped from here. like Maine and she like stopped. Mm-hmm. Here. Exactly. <laughs> coming from Greenland. Holy cow. So- you drove from Greenland? <laughs> <laughs> Took a ferry boat. So she tries to change the subject back to him and his work. And he says, you know, I try to keep a low profile on these jobs because I feel like people know I'm going to come in advance. They're going to put up a front and it's not very genuine. And as soon as he says that, she immediately starts to feel bad because she really does see him as a nice guy. And she just completely confesses, spills the whole scheme. I'm a plant. I'm a plant, she says, and says they, you know, we came up with this idea for me to pretend to be a guest to pitch the hotel and he's like, wow, I can't believe you cracked before we even ordered drinks. <laughs> and she feels bad and even gets up to leave. And he's like, listen, stay. I eat most of my meals by myself. Might as well eat with this beautiful con artist. So he oh. likes her. He thinks she's beautiful and <laughs> so cute, cute and wants to still, so cute. you know, have lunch with her, if anything. And she's really flattered and sits back down. So they have their lunch together on the company's dime. If she got the $50, which I'm assuming she did. <laughs> yeah. They come back from lunch together and awkwardly, all three of these weirdos are standing out front. (laughs) And Alexis is like, not to jeopardize our review any further, but please don't blow my cover about, um, you know, me telling you. I didn't tell you the the truth, right? I didn't tell you the plan. You know nothing. And he's like, okay, fine. Alexis awkwardly raising the roof. Look who's back in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, Alexis. It's like when she said popo. Oh, yeah. they're all standing out there like a bunch of, you know, goons. And Johnny's like, why want to make sure Miss Felmington is feeling OK? Stevie even says that's super that's awkward. Super awkward. <laughs> I love that she calls him out on that. Yeah. Roland, I turned down your beds, but I didn't have any chocolates. So I left a doggy bag of pot rot. Pot roast on your pillow. <laughs> 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 I have to take that again. No, we're keeping pot rot. We are keeping pot rot. There's no way I'm editing that. I do the editing and we're keeping pot rot. A doggy bag of pot roast. That's a mouthful. 
on their pillows. That's a throwback I, to our season one, like our very sponsor. first sponsor ad, I think, referenced the doggy bag of pot roast. Now you know where it came now from. I know. do love me a good pot roast, man. Mm. In a bag, though? No, not in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> in a crock pot with the right side dishes. Okay. Amir asks Roland if he could make them a resi for the cafe tonight for him and Miss Felmington. And Johnny is like, well, we could do that with a sign off from Miss Felmington. Still trying to make sure like blink twice if you agree. Kind of <laughs> like she's a hostage. Are you, are you in danger? <laughs> Amir then asks for I read into this, I think, the wrong way at first. He asked for English breakfast tea to the room, which that's just a type of tea. I was thinking, yeah, you want breakfast in the room like it's no, no, no. Three in it's the a afternoon. Tea. It's, it's a, tea. a tea for him and Miss Flemington. Roland passes the task off to Johnny, though. So he's back to his old ways where he doesn't want to do any work. But Johnny's like, oh, Roland, I will show you where you can find the tea. <laughs> and off they go. Alexis, though, tries to talk to Miss Flemington, who shuts her down. And Alexis just like jitters like a frozen chihuahua. Like she doesn't know what like to do. Awkward. Like because they don't know that. Amir knows who Stevie is, so they can't right. blow the cover. They just have, they're kind of, you know. So I like this. <clears throat> I like this because, yeah, you're right. They don't know that Stevie blew the cover. And to me, Stevie should just go back in her room and take another nap because that's what I would do. <laughs> but well, she has after, power in this situation. Right. That she but after the have. fact, she ends up going back into the office. She does. So I was like, oh, damn, Stevie, you should just take advantage of this basically she paid had day another off. Beer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also like, pay day off. Like what the this. heck? You own this place, girl. That's what I mean. You don't like, need. You can do whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. <laughs> exactly. What the hell? So Amir says, I'm going to go in my room and write the review just to keep it ethical. And then we'll go out to dinner. So I don't feel guilty. I about like him in this moment. That's a good I guy like move, right? Too. Yes. Okay. So that gets us to our final scene, presumably days later, because Alexis comes in in her white satin jammies to read a little piece of press. The review is in. He posted on his blog about the motel. And Moira, as soon as she says the review is in, Moira walks past. <laughs> I swear to God, if I've died again, like she cannot handle another. She doesn't know what the news is. Death. Exactly. But Amir has written a raving review called them a must stay for any road tripper or weary traveler. It's charming. It's lovely. A great pit stop for anyone looking for a clean room and first first rate hospitality. And, J- and David chimes in, compared to what? A haunted house? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of haunted mansion. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. And I love that he has to add a little note in the review about how the staff will almost go too far out of their way to ensure a pleasant <laughs> stay. Doesn't mention the pot roast specifically, knows, but read knows the inside lines. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then David is like, well, how do I sign up for the turndown service? Is there a clipboard or something? And oh Moira's my God, Moira's arms like, I want to know the exact same thing. How Moira's face was the best part about this scene as mm-hmm. I was just watching it. I'm like, this bitch wants to know right now, where do I sign up for turndown yep. service? And Alexis and Johnny just scowl at David. Like, no, um, you guys, we're trying to like do actual build a business, business and you just want <laughs> to be our most difficult customers. No, you just want you. luxurious amenities. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the episode. Funny. Well, very funny. Like I said, I 
I undervalued it before I went back. I'm sh- I, I cannot believe you did because this is probably one of our longest episodes. Today. God, <laughs> we just had a lot of stories and it's tangents. Been so yeah, it's been it's been a lot of uh mm-hmm. yeah uh, tangents. That's yeah. Kind of way to put it. I do have one quick would you rather for you, Katie? It's okay, been a minute I'm since we've done these. It's not that exciting of a would you rather, but just I want to know: Would you rather be a blogger or a vlogger? You can choose traveling oh to one-star roadside motels, or would you rather be a traveling reviewer of local women's acapella groups? So you have to travel to Ooh, all these one-star little motels local- versus local mo- acapella groups, and you have to write reviews um, and travel. Wait, do I have to review? I have to review the acapella group. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh no, that's a tough choice. Because the motels you have to stay in. Here's my question: the acapella you have to listen to. Okay. Then I think I would do. Presumably, in this, would you rather the travel option is the same? I will be traveling many places, so. I would say the acapella groups because then I can choose my motel. You don't have to stay in that motel. Stay in bedbug ridden mm-hmm. motels. Yes. I okay. Also, acapella groups. I also want to say that song. I want to flirt you or whatever, like a whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call, we'll say flirt. Um, I listen to that. That is a very percussive, heavy song. Not ideal for acapella in any way, shape, or form. Like the lyrics meaning like drums, right? Drums and instruments that would be very hard to replicate with your voice. If you're thinking like um, acapella, wouldn't you think that's where Ronnie comes in? Like bump, 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 Yeah. Stephanie, I think we need to treat our audience to an acapella performance. Somehow we need to get somebody to coordinate for us. Subscribers. Maybe at the very end, we can go out in a blaze of fire. Okay. And we'll we'll do some acapella, but fair enough. Save the Jessica do sing in the uh, finale. Yeah, so there we go. I'm down we'll, with that. We'll save it for later. All <laughs> right, well. Katie, we have reached the end of this odyssey. That was finally. episode three of season five. Anybody still awake? All right, what are we looking at for next week? So next week we're going to see this new relationship that Stevie has made with Amir Blossom, if you will, Cherry Ooh. Blossom, if you will. <laughs> Whoa. And also, <laughs> that's very specific blossoming. Yes, I know. And Johnny is really taking kind of the hotel manager thing seriously. He's kind of working under a budget. And Moira gets some more news about her Crows movie that she was shooting in Bosnia. So we're going to mm-hmm. see a little bit more action on that, too. Mm-hmm. So that's next week. What should we talk about throughout the week, Stephanie? Ooh. When, what was the timeline if you moved in with a significant other? What was the timeline? What is appropriate? Or what was your experience? I think appropriate is doesn't matter if it's appropriate. You're right. What was your experience? Was it six months? Was it six years? Also, I think we've asked people this, but off the beaten path, roadside motels or like cute little visits. It's a good time to ask, you know, spring is coming up soon. It'll be warm enough to do a little traveling. Got any ideas, any suggestions? Would love to hear it. You're going on a trip soon, but it's not really a road trip. It's a train it's, trip. It's a train and a plane trip. We're taking Where a plane to take into? a train to take a train to take a plane. You're flying into New York? We're flying to D.C., taking a train oh, DC. 
it's a specific train that Sushant really wants to ride. It's the Acela that goes like the Northeast Corridor. So we're okay. taking that from D.C. to New York, staying <gasps> there a few days. New York to Boston, staying there for a few days and then flying back. Have you been to Boston, Stephanie? I've been to Boston and Sushant's oh, been to okay, Boston, good. but we've never been together. So that will good. be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited to hear about that trip. Yeah. And what else? Mm-hmm. Um, are you all sick of hearing about my Spain stories? <laughs> Are you sick about, you know, me living in Cincinnati? <laughs> it's okay. Oh, God. We honestly see this is great because we had so much fun in this episode and we didn't expect to. Exactly. This That's is always this is my favorite happens. thing about this podcast. Yes. It's like we just don't know what we're gonna get until we actually mm-hmm. record it. This is true. and this is legit probably one of our longest this is episodes IRL, you guys. <laughs> In real life. In real life. LOL. All right. Well, I personally am getting unhinged after two glasses of wine and no dinner yet tonight. So (laughs) we better wrap it up then. (laughs) We should wrap it up. But like you said, uh, we'll be back next week and Katie will be taking the lead on that one. Thank you for sticking with us for this longer than normal episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Please participate in our polls this week. If you want to give us a review, if you aren't following us officially, why not? It would be a great time to follow. Why not? So you can follow along with all of our unhinged content <laughs> like that. And there's a random crow for you. There we go. Well, Katie, another great episode in the bag. Have a great week, everybody. And until next time, best wishes and warmest regards. That's about you, love.